Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into this Sunday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Jake Ziegler, reporting for New Media Broadcasters. As always, let's get this Montana at Noon started with a look at that weather command forecast. Red flag warning in effect from noon today to 9 p.m. due to gusty winds and critical fire weather conditions. Rest of today, partly cloudy, haze, highs in the mid-90s, east winds 10 to 15 miles an hour shifting to the southeast 10 to 20 miles an hour in the afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy in the evening, then becoming mostly cloudy, haze in the evening, low 60 to 65, east winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Monday, mostly cloudy, slight chance of rain in the morning, then chance of rain in the afternoon. Highs around 90, southeast winds 10 to 20 miles an hour, chance of rain, 40%. Monday night, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms in the evening, then slight chance of thunderstorms after midnight. Some thunderstorms may produce heavy rainfall. Low 60 to 65, south winds 5 to 15 miles an hour shifting to the southwest 5 to 10 miles an hour after midnight. Chance of precipitation, 50%. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, chance of rain in the morning, then slight chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Highs 85 to 90, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, chance of precipitation, 40%. Tuesday night, partly cloudy, lows 55 to 60. Wednesday and Wednesday night, mostly clear, highs 85 to 90, lows 55 to 60. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain, highs 85 to 90. Thursday night, mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of rain, lows 55 to 60. Friday, mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain, highs 80 to 85. Friday night, Partly cloudy with a 20% chance of thunderstorms, lows around 55. And Saturday, partly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain, highs 80 to 85. Welcome back to this Sunday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Jake Ziegler reporting for New Media Broadcasters. The Chippewa Cree Natural Resources Department is asking people on the Rocky Boys Reservation to be bear aware, as sightings of black bears in the area have increased. If you encounter a bear, do not run. Walk back slowly, keeping a visual on the bear, and be sure to have bear spray ready. If you see a bear, make plenty of noise to alert the bear of your presence. If it does charge, stand your ground, as running away could trigger a chase response. Never feed any wildlife, and stay at least 100 yards away from bears at all times. If you come into contact or see a bear, contact Chippewa Cree Tribal Fishing Game Wardens at 395 42 07 or the Rocky Boy Police Department at 395-4513. Throughout the month of August, service officers for the Montana Veterans Affairs Division will be visiting numerous locations in north central Montana to meet with veterans interested in applying for benefits. Those interested in applying for benefits are asked to bring a copy of their discharge paperwork with them. On Wednesday, August 4th, service officers will be at the Shelby Courthouse from 9.30 to 11.30 in the morning. On Thursday, August 12th, they'll be at Malta City Hall from 9.30 to 11.30 in the morning. And on Thursday, August 26th, they'll be at the Rocky Boy Vet Center from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Veteran service officers may visit other locations by appointment. For more information, call 265-4225. The Garnet Ghost Town Historical Site in Granite County has reopened for visitors as authorities have managed to get a fire in the area under control. The 750-acre Anderson Hill fire is now at 100% contained and none of the historical artifacts at the ghost town were damaged. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. The historical site attracts more than 30,000 visitors per year. The Devil's Creek Fire in Garfield County is at just over 19,000 acres with 50% containment as of Friday morning. The lightning-caused fire is burning on rough, steep terrain 36 miles northwest of Jordan, just south of Fort Peck Reservoir. 
Due to the wildfire, federal authorities have closed all of Devil's Creek Road in Garfield County and are urging recreationists to stay clear of the area. The Stillwater County News reports that authorities are continuing to investigate the circumstances surrounding the drowning of a lame deer woman in the Stillwater River. The body of Deanna Faye Limberhand, 39, was found on the morning of July 20th near the Jefferies Landing Fishing Access Site. The cause of the death has been confirmed as drowning, and the victim was identified through fingerprints. A toxicology report is expected back in a few weeks. Investigators believe that the victim's body was only in the water for a few hours. A 23-year-old Kalispell man was killed in a rollover ATV crash in Marr County on Thursday evening. The Montana Highway Patrol reports that the crash occurred at 8.51 p.m. on Spring Creek Road near Martinsdale when a southbound Polaris sportsman left the left-hand side of the roadway and rolled over. The driver, who was not wearing a seatbelt, ended up wedged between two trees and was pronounced dead at the scene. The dirt road was wet at the time of the crash. Alcohol and excessive speed are suspected factors in the crash. And now for our sports update, let's send it over to Edward Oates. Edward, take it away. For New Media Broadcasters Sports, I'm Edward Oates. The Haver North Stars ended their season Friday afternoon at Legion Park. Chris Reyes was on hand calling the games for the North Stars and has this report. Friday afternoon, it would be loser-out action as the North Stars would do battle with the Bandits of Belgrade. After two innings, the Bandits would lead the North Stars 2-0. In the bottom of the third inning, the North Stars, they would push four runs across as they would take a 4-2 lead. In the fourth and fifth innings, the Bandits, they would end up pushing four runs across to take a 6-4 lead. As we head to the bottom of the fifth, the North Stars, they would knot it back up at six. It would be quite a while. As we head on into the top of the sixth inning, the Bandits, they would push two runs across as that would close out the scoring and the final would go on to be 8-6 to six with the Bandits taking the victory. Post-game, we also had the opportunity to catch up with head coach for the North Stars, Patch Wurzberger, and he shares some of the final thoughts on the game versus the Bandits. Kids played very hard with a lot of heart, came back several times, and just came up just a little bit short. That's going to happen against, against really good teams, um, you know, but I'm very proud of the heart. Also, Coach Wurzberger shares his thoughts on the season. These guys came together and accomplished some very special things. Very proud of them for that. It's a very talented group. It's a very tight-knit group. And, uh, you know, I was just happy to be along for the ride. Last thing I wanted to talk to Coach about was some of the atmosphere that was at Legion Park for the North Stars games and also for the rest of the tournament as well. Coach, one last thing I do want to ask you is, you know, this tournament's here, that being able to be hosted here at Legion Field, can you talk to us a little bit about here? It's been a great atmosphere. It's, it's just special. This place is special to so many people around here, and it's, uh, it's awesome to be able to showcase our ballpark in front of the best teams in the state and show them that we do have the best fans in the state and the best support in the state. Um, that's why we sat there for an extra minute after the game and gave them a cap tip because, you know, without their energy, I don't know where we would be. Um, just uh, very proud to be from this community. Very proud to be a part of this community. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcaster Sports as we keep you up to date from off-season updates from the North Stars program. That was Chris Reyes of New Media Broadcaster Sports at Legion Field reporting from that state tournament. The Haver North Stars out after consecutive game losses. 
The Haver High School head tennis coach, George Ferguson, has the annual tennis camp back on the books, set for August 2nd and 3rd at the Bill Voy Memorial Tennis Courts. Start times for the two-day event is 12 noon for both days. Camp is open to boys and girls grades 1 through 12. The first thing we asked Coach Ferguson was what campers can expect from camp. The first thing they're going to expect is that it's going to be a lot of fun. That's, I think, the first goal of any sports camp, and especially my tennis camp with youth, is just trying to find that mix of introducing them to tennis, the little kids, that is, making sure that they're having as much fun out there as possible. That's the number one goal. I want to show them that tennis is fun and, and that it's a good time. The cost of the camp is $25 per camper, and it isn't just instruction the kids will take away from it. Yeah, everybody gets a t-shirt and then tons of games and prizes. We got, you know, treats at the end of each day. It's going to be hot, always ice cream and, and popsicles and that sort of thing. But yeah, every camper has a chance to win tons of different uh, prizes throughout the two days. The last topic of conversation with George was if he has seen a progression of camp goers that turns the camp goers into his varsity squad. The last few years is when I, you finally sort of start to see that where I have a couple right now that are going to be seniors next year that they were coming to camp when they were in fourth, fifth grade and maybe even younger. And we'll see more of that as time goes on and that's always neat to see kids that you met when they were little and they were just coming to tennis camp because it was a camp and they wanted to have fun and try it. Now they're having successful tennis careers and that's kind of neat to always see that progression. For more information or to sign up, contact George Ferguson at 390-4142 or register the day of the camp. And just a reminder, the State A Legion Tournament continues at Haver Legion Park through Sunday. So go out there and catch some of the ball games of the boys this summer. Also Friday through Sunday, Thoroughbred Horse Racing at Montana Expo Park. Get out to the track and catch the ponies. Reporting for New Media Broadcaster Sports, I'm Edward Oates. Thanks, Edward. Welcome back to this Sunday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Jake Ziegler reporting for New Media Broadcasters. Elise M. O'Leary, 86, passed away due to natural causes on Sunday, July 25, 2021 at the Care and Comfort Home. A rosary will take place at 7 p.m. on Monday, August 2nd, 2021, and her funeral mass will begin at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021, all at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church with Father Daniel Waithin officiating. Burial will follow in Calvary Cemetery. Elisa's family has suggested memorial donations be made to the St. Jude School or to St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church. Please visit Elisa's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for her family at www.hollandbonine.com. Thanks for joining me today on this Sunday edition of Montana at Noon. As always, tune in to KOJM and KPQX for your up-to-date news, weather, sports, road conditions, and more. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters, I'm Jake Ziegler.